And we are back. Um, we have the typical frozen face of Kevin to fool us all into thinking that technology has stopped. Everybody else is on mute. So there, see, their hope Liar. is <laughs> their hope is usually to get me to panic because when I panic, it's absolutely it's hilarious. When I panic, Yo, it's 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 show. lots of fun. It's lots of fun. Well, uh, welcome everybody to Friday night, TPK night. As always, we look forward to inaugurating a whole new group every Friday night as each Friday night group um, is destroyed, wiped out, and set to reboot into a whole new character slew. Um, uh, did, did Kevin actually freeze this time, or is he doing a really good job of messing with me? <laughs> you... <laughs> You, you asshole. That was a good one. I finally got a good one. There it was. Whoa. It was it was the site. Well, and, it, and you're definitely having some bandwidth issues on your side, Kev, because we can see you're pixelating well, you're more than... You're the one that's... Hey, you're pixelated. All of you guys are pixelated. That's me. because... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? You must be in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, no joke. Let me see if, uh, you know, I think it'll all settle down soon. I like, I look so, great on my camera. I look fantastic. I'm just going to say. <laughs> yeah, what is it with Dan and Kevin tonight? I must say, <laughs> I look We have amazing. a good looking bunch, okay? Oh my God. I am a 10 in the dark. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. <laughs> I look fantastic. Uh, yeah, roll for perception. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Persuasion, perception. <laughs> You'll see I'm a 10. <laughs> so, welcome everybody to Friday Night Age of Arcanum. A uh, little couple housekeeping things. Um, we have a new show that aired this week, and episode two will be next week. Uh, Titans Revival Tuesdays. Uh, between 1 and 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, or for those of us on the Pacific West Coast, that is noon and 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, we also have a chill session. If you want to just come out and hang out with our creative group on Monday, um, we have that going. That is usually on roughly between like 2 and 3, um, where we're just talking about uh, mechanics, rules, the games in general, um, I believe this Monday we had a quick chat about 5e themes and the idea that the 5e framework, you could essentially use it with any thematic game that you would like to run. Um, and I'm actually in the process of not only building a Cthulhu steampunk themed alt history game, but I just recently got a hold of a couple uh, books that I was waiting to get a hold of. Um, Rifts, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Rifts, but... Um, I'm in the process of converting Rifts, which was a, um, it's a Palladium book series. I will have more for everybody next week on Monday. I could go on about Rifts forever. I just, it was such a cool theme and it was so much fun. Um, but, uh, I digress. Um, and of course we have our Sunday game. Kevin, what do we do on Sundays? Uh, <laughs> I look terrible right now. Sunday nights from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. We have Basilica of the Cudgel, our D&D &D 5e 
uh, Greyhawk game where we throw it back to the old school setting um, where I uh, in almost thinking about wearing this next game where we run uh, our characters through uh, some, uh, I guess, moral dilemmas on whether or not you should, uh, you know, kill an evil god become to be, if he becomes a god, if that's a thing. Um, there's all sorts of neat things. But uh, yeah, storylines are pre uh, prevalent and uh, numerous, and you get to see Shannon and Jason play in that game. Um, and that's Sunday nights right here at RPG Chronicles, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. every single Sunday. Sunday, And Sunday. where are we at currently with Heirs of Anarchy? Betty, I think that he forgot to mention the part about the fact that the maybe God is a child, and that's why it's a moral dilemma. I think we both well forgot about oh, that Oh, you part. know, child, um, mur child murder and all. <laughs> yes, yes. And, yeah, and, no, what's, that, and what's so, the state yeah. of our, our Wednesday game? We're just trying to grab a couple more players. Um, obviously, uh, COVID times has people a little skittish in committing to games right now, but we are still in a casting call for a couple more players. Um, and if that's you, give me a buzz. Let me know. You can reach me um, in our Discord, or you can reach me on Twitter at Kevin underscore hit, or you can message us on our RPG Chronicles Twitter. Just throw a DM in there. And uh, if you'd like to be considered for our Wednesday night um, Heirs to Anarchy game, which is a birthright um, campaign that we have kind of taken to D&D 5th level, 5th uh, edition, I should say, um, then come on. Drop me a line. Tell me you want to play. We're at, we're at three players, and we'd like to have three more. Our... Uh... Other game, our alt Thursday game. Every other Thursday, we have One Shot Presents, where you can build a level 5, level 10, level 15, or a level 20 character, depending on the particular event. If you are a Discord member, that means you get to um, accept the event. And if you are one of the first four to accept, you're actually in our show that presents on Thursdays. Um, depending on the popularity, it might go to every Thursday, but for now, it gives me an opportunity to write and to, um, construct one shots based on the theme, which is the Waterdeep Detective Agency. And I believe next Thursday is a level 15 one shot. So if you're out there and you've never had a chance to run a level 15 character before, jump on over and, uh, let's, uh, play a three hour session where, I actually don't feel guilty about trying to kill you because it actually gives me the opportunity to try out my encounters and some of my homebrew. And, and that's what's so fun about the Thursday one shot is that it's a teach and learn kind of session where we're all teaching and learning from each other how to play the mechanics of the game. It is designed to be a little bit rarely because obviously it's not an open-ended uh, you know campaign uh, concept, but it's, you know, it's a great way for you to practice the art of things that you haven't gotten to try yet because you've just not been in a game where you could get that high of a level yet. And it's lots of fun. Uh, players really do enjoy it. Uh, we do not camera shame. So if you're comfortable with cameras, you know, obviously cameras are welcome. Um, otherwise we use avatars. Um, and we are currently experimenting with animated avatars. Um, we're going to try to put together a program for that so those that would enjoy 
the animated feel of their camera, but don't necessarily feel confident in sharing uh, their camera scenery or they don't have a high-end camera. Um, we do not camera shame here at all because we know not everyone's as comfortable as some of us are when it comes to our... There we go. Kevin's no longer pixelated. That looks awesome. Um, I, I don't know what it is because if you look at me in <laughs> Discord, I look HD, right? Yeah. You guys, yeah. you see me yeah. in Discord. Like, mean, it's yeah, totally... you look great. For me, you no. were pixelated in Discord 30 seconds ago. And yeah. I don't know if, you know, it being unpixelated makes it look great because... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, 1080, oh, oh, Fireball <laughs> failed that dexterity What's save. What's your rule on party versus party combat? <laughs> we're, we're right? It's expected to be brutal and hostile, clearly. Yeah, well, I um, think I am back, but yeah, this is just very strange. If I have to cut everything and just go to the straight camera feed, I will do the green screen. No worries. So, with that... All of our housekeeping is in order. Let's go ahead and quickly recap on where we last left off because we did take a two-week hiatus um, due to uh, traveling and vacation circumstances. And I would always prefer to have all my players at the table because it's, you know, since it's only a four-player table, it's kind of hard to miss one person and have it not affect the dynamic of the game that's going on. So... Do appreciate everybody's patience, and let's go ahead and, well, let's talk about earning citizenship, gaining the trust of the Avoste family, discovering that they had themselves discovered an old collapsed entrance into the section of the oldest part of the city, or at least the old city. The team uh, then gathered about the door and began to do their best to decipher the trap or lock or whatever was protecting the way in to this tomb. Getting in took some time. The door nearly won, as always seems to be the case from time to time in this game. Doors have been known to thwart every effort known to humankind, but... They managed to leverage their memories, trigger the different episodes of the four panels, the birth, life, combat, and death, the four understandings of the pantheon and the godlike beliefs that make up both existence and memory at the same time. Getting the memory door unlocked gave them the opportunity to actually make their way into the opening area of a long-forgotten city, a city that they still have not yet truly understood or know the name of, but it gave them the opportunity to interact with a very old leader of a very long time ago, Uthanda, um of the Age of Arcanum, King of Arcanum. Interacting with him has given our party the necessary beginnings of understanding the difference between what the old world used to be and what this world has become. They were shown a brief vision and understanding of traversing the throne room, finding their way through the lower catacombs, and then eventually making their way to the vault, Lord Arcanum's vault, where a great device or item of some kind resides in there. 
a particular practice that he used to try to save him and his people at the very last moment before all chaos and the, and the great titan befell upon the city. It's at this point our team entered into the throne room, uh, doing their best to avoid the psychotic voices and trapped souls within this throne room that were doing their best to trap our heroes in the throne room as well, pushing their way through the effects and making their way to the opposite side of the throne room. They found Arcanum's library and workshop. Here, the old priests and acolytes of Talona had set a trap, another preventative measure of anybody ever finding the device of Arcanum. Here, they found necrotic and constructs made of flesh and bits of bone and long forgotten and long dead creatures. These constructs fell, however, after the uh, statue or idol that emulated the power that maintained the control and their curse lifted. The team managed to purify the room, did some examining of this place, and I believe where we last left off, you guys had settled into a short rest near a set of stairs leading down into what you believe to be the beginnings of the catacombs of the Lord Arcanum. The initial section required to get through in order to make your way down into the vault area. You've already kind of lost track of time. You think you know how long you've been down here, but this constant back and forth in the dark, dealing with creatures that neither seem to be rooted to the material plane, yet not capable of not being rooted to the material plane, um, visions and episodic interludes, and this, the realization that you are cut off from the exit leading back into the direction that you had come from as the section of the memory door had shut behind you as you proceeded through it. It would appear the only way to go is down. What would you guys like to do? Is there a door to get down there, or have we already opened the door? Where's the uh, kind of, I guess, give the me a, starting point for Give me a perception check. All right. Sixteen. Sixteen. As the others are taking a short breather, um, either snacking or taking the opportunity to um, look over um, either the items that they had perused before or um, even take a moment Playing to think. Yeah, you know, you can see where um, they are over there, like feeding the spider, little kernels of dead body parts. Um, <laughs> you, for you, however, Dara, looking past where they are sitting by the, by the entrance, it's less of a door and more of a series of stairs descending down into an opening. And you can see how they kind of fade away from the light that you guys have created in this area. You can see the stone staircase kind of beginning to spin and curve and descend down into the darkness. There is, with that roll, 
there's a very strange, frigid, cold emptiness kind of feeling emanating from the space. Almost like you feel your body heat being absorbed from this effect. But yet there's no signs of cold. There's no signs of frost or frozen evidence. It's as you stand there looking down into this open stairwell, it's there's a slight chill that just kind of creeps up your spine. So I was going to shudder and uh, turn her head away towards the group and be like, I, d- I don't like how that feels. It's There's something about it. We better be careful. Oh, is there a problem with this horrific haunted nightmare city under the ground? <laughs> <laughs> just going to stare at him. Just stare. <laughs> um, Haro, roll for sarcasm. <laughs> a million. Roll the duck, my, my thing that I definitely throw at the back of your head. Yeah. Oh, one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Harrow is. Uh, he finally braces himself to pull away from the fire that he had conjured, warming himself for what seemed like three weeks. It was so blissful. <laughs> and, I, and I'll say that fire is what's casting the light and the shadow. You're sitting by the fire. Dara's over by the entrance looking down. And my sword. My sword has radiant yeah. light. And, and as the fire cascades beyond where uh, Grayson is sitting, the sh- you know they interact with those shadows. Get, Harold, give me a quick insight check as the shadows kind of get absorbed around where Grayson is currently sitting. I don't like the that. That would be an 11 for Hero. There is something dark about Grayson. It's, you don't, not sure if it's, you're not really sure if it's the way they play with a spider that most people won't touch, or they constantly feel the need to create flowers in order to understand or interact with those around them, there's, there's, there's almost a kind of, there's almost a kind of like sigh of relief in knowing that that kind of innocence exists. But as this thought kind of bounces around in your head, all four of you hear like this very sigh, almost like a breath of wind come belching out of the entrance. Dara, as you're standing there, it's like, it just hits you in the face. And then this rotten, fetid smell. And then it just kind of fades. That's at the entrance to down below? Yes. Oh. Is there, like, anything on me? Um... I'll say you're aware of your physical self. You don't, there's no like, there's no like mucus or anything that feels like it's, it it felt like almost as if something had uh, brushed through a section of space that hadn't seen something move for a long time, you know, and created that like momentary vacuum of, of air kind of puffing out above it. I, I just turned to Somni. Somni, come on, man. 
<laughs> Did anybody else experience the devil fart, or was that just me? Just <laughs> no, no, there, I. There there. Well, thankfully, my mask does seem to lessen the experience. I suppose that we're going to have to press on further if we want to have any shot at unraveling this. Oh, oh, duh. Obviously, I just make a little honeysuckle and just, like, tuck it in my armor so the smell is in my face. Got it. Fair enough. I suppose I'm thankful for my flower crown. I, I, w hang on. I think that the the nastiness of the part kind of wilted a little bit. Hang on. I go with Justin's flower crown. <laughs> <laughs> You are truly considerate. And uh, I will let you all know that I have unfortunately used the most powerful of my abilities <clears throat> down to the lesser most of my spellcasting ability. I, I don't think you've used the most powerful of your abilities. You haven't like flopped around on the ground and bit somebody on the ankle yet. This is true. <laughs> well, we haven't gotten to the end yet. Wouldn't Edge. show them my aces. And don't forget, you guys did take a short rest. So if you want to dump any hit die, or I can't remember for sure if we had done that before Arcane we concluded. But maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can... Uh, sorry, I'm still getting used to 5e. I'm, and I'm reading here, so I can... Yeah, because you're cat... I get two... two levels of spell slots so either two ones or a second level correct boom we always I teach and we always learn <laughs> yeah that was quite the battle that dara had that was a lot of fun uh so dara yeah. just going to uh just look back at somni kind of shrug like let's go and then start going down the stairs looking around cautiously as she goes Okay, go ahead and give me a perception check as you begin to descend down into the darkened stairs. That was a 20. Uh, that'll be a 22 for perception. As you pass the barrier between where you were standing above the well of the stair entrance, and you feel yourself begin to descend down, all three of you are watching as Dara is slowly going down these stairs. It's getting surprisingly cold without it being cold. It's strange. It's almost as if your body heat and the energy that is you is cooling off and getting, you're beginning to get a little lethargic as you're descending down these stairs. It's not overwhelming, but it's noticeable. Hey, DM. Yes. That's my experience with the death and the necromancy. The necromancy specifically, does that connect in any way to this? Does it feel like some kind of necromantic thing that is happening? Give me religion or arcana. I'll let you choose. Kay. Do other people get to roll arcana? Would you like to? Well, first of all, Dara, are you expressing what's happening as you're walking down? Um, probably not yet. I'd probably feel tired and cold. I mean, I'd expect an underground thing to feel cold. I probably wouldn't say anything until it, it was pretty noticeable. Like, wait, okay. I shouldn't be feeling okay. tired. You could probably do an arcana check just on the nature of that sound that you heard, if you want to, Harold. 
All right, sounds good. I'll I'll see if I understand everything. Oh, and just to remind you, um, in case it should become relevant in the near future, I also just finished copying the maybe fly some future spell slot thing into my uh, spell book. Sounds good. Um, for religion, that was a 17. 17. And my arcana was a 20. Mediocre roll, you know? Same. <laughs> <laughs> nee. I have a they plus wouldn't, five advantage. <laughs> they wouldn't necessarily put two and two together, but they definitely understand that after doing battle with these things, that this could be the entrance to the source. These things could have been harvested from somewhere and then placed here for the purpose of this particular curse or prevention of those getting into his vault. You, well... Necromancy is a tricky wicket, right? There's almost always a source to it. There's almost always an availability of those that can be corrupted by it. And those that are corrupted by it use it to create things that you guys had just done battle with. They are certain this is an entrance into that space. I think that, you know, whatever my position is in the line of the stairs, I think I just go start going spooky, scary skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dara, no you're... Context, no explanation. <laughs> Dara, you're getting further and further into the stairwell. Anybody else following her? I, I will go third. Okay. Who's going after Dara? Of course, Somni. Okay, so Somni, you begin to descend, and then Harrow and Gray is taking up the rear. Okay, so as the four of you descend deeper, the same feeling that I described to Dara, each one of you are beginning to feel that same kind of void, this energy being pulled from your bodies in such a subtle way it feels like you're a little bit tired, even though you just took a short rest. It feels, maybe it's just this place being underground and the exhaustion of the combat and everything. But there's something unnatural about the feeling as the stairs continue on and on. Does anybody require a light source? Because at this point, the bonfire has been left up above. I believe, does everybody have the ability to see in the dark? Because it is pitch Black. I might say that I have a superior ability to do something. <laughs> I am unsure. I, I am a human. Yeah, I read my character sheet, so yes. <laughs> I am a human. I have no natural ability to do this. I've said before that I was like holding on to a firebolt, and but I'm aware that that's not technically a thing. Would you like? <laughs> do you? Are you okay with me? Like. Just holding on to firebolt in my hand to generate light, or do you want me to come up with something How, more? However, any of Percy Jackson, yeah, <laughs> Percy like Jackson. Like I'm Percy Jackson. Don't make fun of me. Um, <laughs> think of it this way: however, you any of you choose to try to craft a light source, I leave that up to you because the challenge of crafting a light source of any kind is that anybody with dark vision it becomes ruined, right? So you become limited 
to whatever light source you create. So if you want to cast light on an object or if you want to keep a perpetual firebolt hanging in your hand for flavor to create that light sensation, I'm actually fine with any of that. But just note, any light that's created will ruin anybody else's dark vision or night vision. I guess thinking about that and knowing that at least one of my companions is has excellent adaptation to the dark, I would say, should I be doing this? Or are we trying to catch them unaware? Granted, they're probably more used to being in the dark than we are, with some exceptions. You can just grab Somni's hand. I'm sure he'll lead you through. <laughs> <laughs> It only burns my retinas just a little bit with the light so close to my face. Fine, I'll keep it out. <laughs> and, and I do like hold on Sunny They yeah, can't the, see the massive viral that happens from my mask. So at this point, they taking up the rear is in charge of leading, I would say, Harrow. Dara, you're in charge of kind of leading Somni. I'll say between the two of you having decent dark vision to kind of help the team guide down this stairwell. A few minutes pass. A few minutes pass. Um, I need everybody to make constitution saves, please. Oh. What? Father, why? <laughs> Four. Four. Ooh. Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, See, that doesn't work without the smile, Kevin. It's like golf, right? <laughs> if I get the lowest score, I win. What'd you get, Dara? A dirty 20. Okay. Oh, Giggity. It truly is a dirty 20, 20 now. <laughs> 10. For Ten. So I see the humans are doing as well as always. <laughs> or the Arafanes. Um, 14 for me, and I just remembered my religion check should have been a disadvantage. So... Why, because of uh, exhaustion? Exhaustion. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's okay, because even at disadvantage, your your basic knowledge of what I was describing would have been affirmed anyways. Especially after the combat with the, the puppet-like creatures and the, the necrotic nature of it. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that, with what you got out of it anyways. So, Dara, you begin to feel this lightheaded sensation for the briefest of moments... A vaporous kind of like smell wafts over you as you've now realized you've descended down about probably a good couple hundred feet down this continuing spiraling stone staircase. With your dark vision being affected by this vapor, you instinctively hold your breath for a few seconds, kind of descending the last few feet of the stairs. For the rest of you, behind Dara, as this vapor begins to cling onto your body and inside your nose, it begins to burn your eyes. Whatever this vapor is, it has almost like a toxic, necrotic residue to it. The three of you are now considered poisoned. Papa, why, why must you do this to me? <laughs> Because <laughs> Jason looks at our character sheets and says, "What you're can doing I get too well? On? Stop yes. it!" <laughs> I know he does. I've seen him. 
Well, on one shot nights, I do because I have to. <laughs> I do believe. Um, Aha! Confession was it's only been three weeks. He wouldn't do anything mean to us. Oh, never, never. As all four of you take those last few steps to get down the final state of the stairwell, you hear Dara step down first, and there's almost like a thick, mucusy splash, but not water. Not. It's thick and viscous, but in pure darkness, it's very hard to tell what it is. Dara. It triggers you immediately, and you kind of bring your your head up to look around. As you're looking at the initial wallscape into this first few feet of the hallway, there are just dozens of desiccated skull faces plastered into the wall. You're not sure what color it is, but there's definitely something oozing from the openings in the skulls and slightly dripping down. And at first you watch as one globule just takes forever to drip away from a skull jaw. And then it just kind of adheres to the floor. And you watch as the like the gelatinous, like viscous nature of it just kind of like absorb it. And as you shift your feet, you could barely move your feet. It's just so tenuous and sticky as you shift. And one by one, you each step into the space having that same experience. Oh god, nobody put a light source on, nobody turn a light source on. Because it would be worse? <laughs> Which immediately requires <laughs> Gray to turn on a light source. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you, do we all see the um, skelly head? I'll say you, you, you and Dara do, yes. You and Dara do. I don't Somni, yeah, Somni and Harrow just feel like the viscous nature of the floor and the the sensation of the vapor and how it, like, just kind of gave you this kind of like um, poisoned effect. Um, mm -hmm. There's definitely something about this room. I um, just turn to Dara and say, well, I was really close. It's actually goopy, scary skeletons. <laughs> yeah, she, she's going to smirk a little bit and then roll her eyes. <laughs> so the four of you are standing there. Oh. Unfortunately for Harrow and Somni, you can't see much, but I'm just just unhappy and in total silence because I don't know if we're about to fight something or And there whatever. is definitely yeah. an odd smell. All of your passive is definitely high enough to pick up on a very odd kind of rotted but sweet smell at the same time. It's very strange. Um, Dara, as you're at the front of the group, the narrow, the narrow hallway that you're in, laced with skull-like faces... Peering at them a little bit closely to get an idea of what the viscous material is, you realize that it's actually partially embedded skeletons that make up the bulwark of the space in between the skulls. Looking as far as your dark vision will see, it would appear that this hallway that you're currently in is just built from just hundreds and hundreds of skeletons of all manner of size um, go ahead and give me a survivor check, survival check really quick. All right. Is that everybody, did you say, or no? No, just Dara, because she's up front kind of examining the space. Well, the survival, 13, 14. Oh, I get advantage of that, too. Nope, that was worse. Uh, that is a 14. 14. 
based on the size and the differences that you're seeing, these could easily pass for a general group of population. Um, small skeletons, large skeletons, infant-like skeletons. But it's almost as if the space has been carved out after the fact. You're looking at a hallway that once used to be completely full of skeletons. Something has carved out the ability to pass through it. Okay, so what do you mean? Sorry, I'm trying to picture it a little bit clearer. Um, so we can't go through it? There's something in the way at this point? Or? No, you could go through it, but as okay. you're examining it, yeah, as you're examining it, you okay. realize that the that imagine you're walking through meatloaf, but something has already yeah. been through it and left yeah. a trail behind for you to follow. Imagine well, now, Jason, walk. I would do anything for love, but I won't I do, won't that. do that. that. Yeah, you no, 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 no. Hey, I know I how to... Thought I would hear, imagine you're walking through meatloaf. <laughs> I'd mean, be very unhappy. Through meatloaf. Any, anyway. Um, I'd rather find paradise by the dashboard light myself. So Dara's going to be... Slightly horrified, try not to throw up, um, but she's used to gore. And be as we're trudging through, I'm going to be looking for signs of anything moving, peeling themselves off the wall, and becoming a thing we have to deal with. Okay, good to know. So, are you I progressing? Mean, or better that you can't really see. Yeah, I'm progressing. I'm just okay. also looking sharply for signs of movement. So, Sami, you can feel Dara begin to shift forward um, as she is now walking further down the hallway. Uh, Harrow, you feel Somni step away and... I'm grabbing uh, her belt if she has one. Okay, yeah, just kind of like yeah. right at her waist to, to uh -huh. keep you there. Yeah. Um, great, they are taking up the rear and looking past everything. How tall is your character again, Shannon? <laughs> by four. By four. I'm a little nugget. What's your passive? Oh, God. I hate that. Um, my passive, 16. 16. So as they are bringing up the rear, you feel something brush against your leg. It looks down. A skull. Oh, Just... oh no. I want to kick it. I want to kick the head. Oh, wait. Go for it. Get, I, tee it up. <laughs> just give me a straight D20. Just give me a D20. Right in the middle. Ten. Ten. You smack it away from you. And it's at that point, Dara, you feel a hand brush against you. And you see a skull kind of lazily come out of the wall and just... Uh, they seem to be stuck, but they're reacting to you as you all pass. They don't seem to be in trouble, but as the four of you are progressing down this hallway, everything's moving and undulating with your energy as you pull through. I need everybody to make con saves again, please. God bless it, Jesus. <laughs> I will use my automatic uh, making on this roll. <laughs> I'll use the I do it, it power. Worked. Five. I use my legendary. 
See, I told you. <laughs> My legendary resistance. I knew Shannon was a boss. <laughs> 16. Yeah. I am the god. 16 oh, for Dara. What'd you, sweet, what sweet six it? for Harrow. Harrow is six. Five for Somni. One, one is five. Uh, 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 22. Five. Grace, since you're taking up the lead and looking past everybody, you're now watching as the vapor is swirling around everybody's heads. And the vapor seems to be emanating to the right and left. It's passing over people. There's even points where the vapor itself forms a hand and then an arm and then dips back down into the wall. And then you see a face kind of just jessing out of the side. And, and then you watch as a hand passes through Dara's face and back through her head and up into the ceiling. Um, Dara, you're now considered poisoned. The rest of you are already poisoned. Yeah, um, so what? You get the feeling, I'll say because all of you are now poisoned, the longer it takes you to make it through this place, the more affected you become. In other words, now you're starting to feel lethargic. Now you're starting to feel some kind of energy being sucked from your life. Just in time for you, Dara, to get to a T-like intersection after 100 feet of traversing, you now can either go right or you can go left. And you can see just more skeletal faces and things hanging off the wall, just very kind of weakly <sighs> fingers clacking together, jaws like half hanging down and swinging away from their skulls. <sighs> and it's now echoing through the space that the four of you are standing in. Um, right, right or left. It doesn't look much different to me either way. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Just keep moving. Left. Let's go. Okay. So taking up the space, you begin to go left. Somni holding onto your um, waist belt to keep in line with everybody yeah. else. Uh, they taking up the rear, keeping a fast eye out on everything. Um, Harrow. Give me a wisdom save, please. No, 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 no. Stop no, making no, no, me no, no. save. I always wanted you to. Okay, that now I'm fine. Nat twenty. Yeah. What's what's with your bonus? With my bonus, it's an uh, automatic success as a twenty, Jason. No. Nope. Uh, let's see. Incredible. With with my <laughs> bonus, <laughs> it's a plus two from proficiency, but a minus one from my score. So twenty twenty. Uh, 21. Yes, 21. I waved a wand at you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> as, as you feel... As you feel this line moving, the, the tacky-like nature of the fluid that you're walking through gets heavier on you. The, 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 the bone and skellies that are moving around you just seem so pitiful and sad in there both inability to interact or settle. It, you, you feel an echoey voice in your brain. Stay with us. Stay with us. You feel a set of arms come out of the wall, almost about to grab you. And then you shake the, the voice out of your head and 
blink your eyes and focus as you will yourself to ignore the voices and you continue on. If, if I may have like a, a moment there, if, if they're reaching mm-hmm. out for me, Harrow's just mm-hmm. going to kind of like biting the whisper like, I've been listening to phantoms too long to fall for the likes of you. The arms recoil <laughs> away from you. Um, following this particular hallway, as you guys go deeper towards the center of the catacombs, seeking some sign of entrance or exit or something, it's just this continuous hallway, the viscous-like material sapping your strength and almost... You can feel the energy now beginning to leave. You come upon another turn in the hallway that you're in. It turns a hard right. You can see more of these skeletal masses. And with this turn, Dara, go ahead and give me a perception check. All right. Uh, That would be a big ol' two, so a four. Yeah, as you get to this turn, it just feels endless. You turn to look down it, and it looks like it just goes on and on to the very edge of your dark vision. You can see bony-like protrusions hanging off the side of the wall, skulls clacking, absorbing the energy as you're walking by it. Um, I need all four of you to minus one point of constitution, please. Excuse me? I told you he looked at our sheets and knew what our weakness was. Is, is life bastard. living? That's our weakness? You bastard. <laughs> well, it just so happens, Jason, that my character sheet won't take a minus one. So I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Keep it so, in your brain. Yeah, just add it to your notes or oh. put it put it on the Stop side. Stop it, Shannon. Just be aware... That if you have to make another con save, it's reduced now because your constitution's yeah. reduced by one. <laughs> As you guys traverse Remember, this uh, Sunday nights and uh, skulls and lightning bolts, Grayson. <laughs> uh, no, actually, yeah. the way you yeah, phrase that, Grayson doesn't remember any of that. I... Let, let <laughs> me tell you a story of legend. <laughs> Does it involve an illustrious young woman named Helena? Yeah. So the four of you continue to follow okay. Dara deeper into this catacomb, the continuation of this energy, um, your strength being sapped the further you go through. Dara, you begin to realize this particular hallway has gone on for a while, and you're beginning to understand just how long you've been in this space. But you're feeling kind of sleepy, and you go to sit down. You, Somni, you feel Dara sit down in the sticky mass, and she just kind of nods off, goes to sleep, doesn't seem to be walking forward anymore. Um, they watch as they can no longer see Dara. Me? Yeah. You you look you're looking past Haro and Somni and you're like where'd Dara go? Uh, yeah, the other I'm two like, cannot really I'm see. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I still have her though, right? Yeah, you st- you feel her drop and just settle and go to sleep right at right at your feet. 
Why are we not moving? Why are we not moving? Uh, Stasis is death. Uh, Stasis is death. Long, perhaps we are taking a long rest now. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would not advise right? taking a long rest here. Somebody used to hold on her, right? Because you were holding on to her. Haro pulls out Dara. the wieners. I like, I like. Dara is currently over. lying on the floor <laughs> beneath me. She's... Yeah, looking over, you can see where Somni is still instinctively holding onto her belt, but they can see where Dara is just like leaning up against the bone like protrusions. And with your dark vision, Shannon, mm -hmm. they can see the beginnings of hands pulling her into the wall. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah. I'm going to pull out one of my little pockets, one of my water coins. Okay. Uh, and um I will, you know, say a quick prayer. Um I'm not I'm not sure if you can hear me down here, but um I could really use a hand, not those hands, these hands. You don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, <laughs> um I will also I will grab onto her and try to wash some of this goop off with my water coin, hopefully, maybe. And I will also cast uh, Lesser Restoration. Okay. Um, with that, Dara, you get your one point of constitution back. Your eyes flare open. You watch as Dara leans away from the wall. The hands release her and begin to disappear into the wall where she was leaning. They get the feeling that... The more religious interaction or radiant action as a freebie, I'll say they understand. This might be a test of religion, a test of faith. This, this place is slowly consuming and causing you to steadily become weaker as a group. It's just, it's, it's, it's almost as if this place is the trap. This energy that's being absorbed is feeding whatever this monstrosity is that you feel like you're walking through. Uh, if I um, may make a suggestion, maybe no naps. I, what what happened? <laughs> I would I would never just sit down. What I, I feel I feel better though. What did you What did you do? Magic. And I make <laughs> we should phalanges. We should phalanges. Go, we should phalanges. Go Thank you. Um, let's go. Yeah. 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 I, I offer a hand. Okay. Even though she's fully, like, capable <laughs> of pulling me. <laughs> With... I will, uh, Dara will still take Gray's hand, and uh, but mostly push herself himself up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the spirit of the act, and not the help. So, okay. at and this... Then, and then blush a little bit, but... Great, can't see. So Shannon, are you sharing with the group everything that you kind of felt yep. about that yep, interaction? Yep, 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 yep. Hey guys, so, uh, I think that there's a trap, and I think we're in it, and I think we should go quickly. Perhaps. Fast slashing. For, for, forward or back? Forward. Fine, I we're can't probably. control how fast I'm going. You tell me how fast I go. You, you can't control. Uh, he can't see. You have to. You have to leave him quickly. Carried. <laughs> 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 like it, I would be less likely to trip and fall and die. Fair enough. Sami, give just, me a give me a wisdom no. save while they're organizing this conversation. All right. Well, that is the only thing I'm good at, apparently, um, <laughs> because I do have advantage on wisdom saves. 
So with that advantage on wisdom at plus five, that's going to be a 22. Okay. As, as they're all talking and trying to form a plan for getting out of this space quickly, you watch as these spiritual-like vapors kind of emanate out of the side of the walls and through the skulls and the, the bone-like remains. And you swear that they kind of at first are going into the bodies of your friends and then they pulse back out and then you blink really fast and, and look at around. There's nothing there. It's almost as if like something just tried to play a trick on your mind and you were able to resist it. There's definitely something sentient about this space. Did uh, Gray share about like the religion or like reading yes, energy yes, stuff? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So cleric formation. It's just a group hug, and we walk quickly. Okay. <laughs> the best you <laughs> well, could do I'm is <laughs> like if if like radiant energy would keep it away. I know it would ruin the dark vision, but would it be worth activating my radiant light sword thing to kind of lead the way with? It's kind of more what I'm thinking. So yeah. Um, so okay. if, as soon as as soon as Gray shares that, uh, Dara's gonna take out and invoke the um, the Crimson Rite of the Dawn. Okay. A Flash of light as Dara brings out the sword. It doubles its ability to see. You watch as the skulls and bone protrusions begin to recoil, and they actually you see trails of vapor and smoke coming off their physical form. The walls begin to undulate with the effect of you walking by with the sword out deeper into this hallway. They at the back watch as the hallway begins to collapse behind them. Bones, meat and ichor. It's now getting closer and collapsing. Um, the hallway is just, it's becoming almost claustrophobic as the space that you're walking through is maintaining, but as you leave, it's collapsing quicker and quicker. Okay, so we're maintaining because of the energy, and then, okay. Your pace is maintaining, but the collapse is catching up to you. Go, 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 go. Yep, so yep, you guys fast. begin to run. You guys begin Quickly. to run down the hallway. Um, everybody make perception checks as you're running. And Dara will, like, grab Somni's wrist instead so he's not, like, trying to run holding onto her. Right, right. <laughs> we're running for our lives now. Somni stumbles and pulls down your drawers. Oh, my. That kind of a... <laughs> oh, no. That turned this game a whole other direction. Harrow gets 14 to, to witness this humiliation. Yes, yes. Um, hold on okay. one second. Let me... I, you say I'm rolling for what, sir? Perception. I am going to be 19. perceiving. Huh? All right. And fitting. 15. And what would you get? 16? Shannon? Okay. Good as average as the group. So, Dara, leading the way, you finish racing everybody down the hallway you see another right turn you follow it you see it go left and then finally as you're kind of like like serpentine serpentine finding all these routes in and out you can see at the as your light is extending down a portion of this hallway 
you can see the beginnings of a series of stairs that look like they go up slightly to like a stone-like platform, maybe like five feet up and then out of the hallway that you're in and it goes into darkness. Stairs, stairs ahead, hurry. And I will try to climb while still holding onto a sword somehow. <laughs> Slowly, I guess. Yeah, so as all of you reach that platform and the last of the hallway kind of caves in, all of you make it up onto this stone dais-like thing. It's just a flat stone platform that now allows you to overlook exactly what you just walked through surrounding you entirely. You're watching as this undulating mass of bone, viscous like fluid, and some kind of meat-like substance as you're staring at what could be an undead mass of the remaining population of the city. You could see skeletons burbling to the surface and then sinking down. And as you're staring at all of this, you just hear the thousands of echoes in the chamber bouncing off as souls are wailing, curses are being made. The idea that all of these entities trapped here for over a thousand years just beginning to weigh itself. And then after a while, it all settles. And as it settles, all of you can see a series of very thin, stone-like protrusions that go off almost like a hub, like spokes, that look a bit like a stone catwalk. And you can see three that traverse off to the right. You can see three more that traverse off to the left. And they seem to take you towards the walled sections. With that limited amount of light that you have out, Dara, it's very hard to tell what's on the other side of these catwalks. But it seems like they're designed to safely carry people over this mass. Um, or maybe they're the tops of walls. It's hard to know for sure from this position. But I will, as a freebie, the width of the stone spokes that are protruding out from this point is about a foot. Um, so I will, I guess, share the best of that, of um, what I can tell, kind of try to describe it. Um, and uh, is it still dark enough? I mean, with the light that I have, would everybody else also be able to see what I'm seeing if I just kind of point it out? Because I saw you're, it Yeah, you're, as you like hold the light out, to point what you can see, that's what they would see. But once again, the limitation okay. of the light prevents you from seeing much further than that. Right. And then um, I forgot to do it earlier, but just mentioning I did take five points of damage for activating that um, right of the dawn. Okay. Good to know. Okay. Hey, guys. Um, I... <clears throat> oh, man. I think... I think his name is Marvin. There's kind of like gesture at the meat blob. <laughs> the meat blob. <laughs> is he Marvin the meatloaf? <laughs> is that meatloaf's actual name? Is Marvin? Oh my god. <laughs> I think that Harrow, I mean, I think that uh, Grayson is probably <laughs> the only one that can tell that my brain is breaking as I hear this. 
Yeah, and I'm just barely holding on to whatever sanity he might have had in the first place. Batshit crazy. Um, where are we going to? And and Harrow, Harrow, you're looking at this place where you're in the center of. It's almost as if this is designed to do exactly what it's doing. It's frustrating. It's slowly sapping your will to live. It's almost as if this entity, whatever this thing is that was placed here, it's doing its job. You guys don't feel the same. There's something strange about all this. And the need to get out of here is both omnipresent, but not really sure how. Yeah, I, I mean, I imagine that all the skeleton folks felt the same way. Um, so you said it looked like the columns are like used to maybe like take people across or take him up. Is there any way for us to access to try to make them? Yeah, they spoke. Yeah, they the stone, away? the stone platform that you're on. They're connected to them. So there's three going to the right, and there's three going to the left. Oh, so we can just kind of mosey our way along. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. We, we're going to start moseying. That's a, <laughs> I'm sure of somebody that's going to blast us off these things. Oh, yeah. Um, but Sarah's like, oh, look, way to move forward. So she wouldn't move forward. So... Dara, as you take a step on to that, go ahead and give me athletics or I will acrobatics. Know she's not dumb. She will cautiously take a step and oh, make yeah. sure she's not going to fall. Well, yeah. Like, just give me athletics or acrobatics, your choice as a base. We'll see how well you begin to walk across this surface. I really hope I have advantage on one of those. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> that is... An eight. Yeah, you guys watch as Dara begins to make her way onto the walkway. And whether it's the uh, slime that was covering her to begin with um, on her feet or whatever, you watch as she slips and begins to fall into the gelatinous goo off to her right. I, I try to catch myself on the way down. Uh, give me Dex. <laughs> give me no, give me a deck, Dave, because you've fallen and now you're gonna try to catch onto the edge of the walkway. That was much better. Um so that was a fifteen. That's an eighteen. Eighteen. You guys watch at the last minute as she just <clears throat> just kind of manages to hang on to the walkway, but half of her lower part of her body is now submerged into the gelatinous mass. You take twelve points of necrotic damage as you begin to hold and kind of haul yourself out and you can see arms trying to pull her back in. You can see like fingertips and skulls just enjoying that. But you watch as she just brandishes the blade down below her and they recoil from her and you manage to crawl back onto the stone walkway. What um, are the rest? How many points was that? Sorry. Uh, 12 necrotic damage, please. Okay. So that's going to be six. I believe that gives me resistance to necrotic right now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, do, I don't think that's... Stay care careful. Are you okay? 
Oh, I've been through way worse. When? <laughs> How? Three, three weeks ago? <laughs> I'd like to cast Lesser Restoration on myself. Okay. Get your constitution point back. And Thank you are feeling less lethargic. You feel like whatever energy this place has sapped from you, you've gained a momentary um, advantage on it. That... That probably moving through it again will begin again, but you've restored some of that energy. All right. Are you are you just gonna make a statement and then not follow it up with the story? It may behoove us to have the story time <laughs> later. <laughs> I walk and talk, but okay. Okay, that's fine. That's fine, as long as we're walking somewhere. I don't know what our plan is. I don't know where we're going here. But anywhere, but... Is good with me. Fair, fair enough, yeah. Okay, um, so that didn't work out so great. <laughs> you watch as Dara kind of pulls a partially decayed skeleton hand off of her hip and tosses it back out into the meat pile. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't come this far to be lunch. <laughs> so what's the plan? What do you guys do? I'm going to try the other one. Okay. So, since you're always in front, Dara, but now you have the blade out, which is casting the light, Somni and Harrow can see okay, but they do not have dark vision anymore. So there's a challenge with that, with that blade being out. But seeing the meat pile and the bones kind of undulating in this living Marvel. mass, you, uh, you, all of you begin to realize that these stone-arched catwalks are probably not here for the intended purpose of helping you get over probably it. Not. They're just probably architecturally designed into the space, and you're not really sure what they're for, but they can be traversed. So... As all of you begin to figure out a way across them, go ahead and give me athletics or acrobatics as a base, and let's see how well you can traverse it. This is going to go poorly. Each of us? <laughs> yes, please. Well, now. The surprisingly athletic hero manages to get a 16. Okay. 23. Nice. 24. Nice. Boo. Tusk. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that is me taking a picture because because I have disadvantage. I got a twenty and a one. <laughs> so the question of the day is: Are you using the same lineup? Are they in the back like before? Okay. I would imagine. See no reason um, why that wouldn't be the case. Dara, Haro, and Somni. What are your passive perceptions? Twelve. Okay. Nine. Okay. Well. Yeah, none of you hear it. Um, Gray, give me a deck save. See if you can catch yourself before you fall into this uh, gelatinous mass. I don't Goodbye. think we have <laughs> attack rules and ability checks. All right. No, you should be normal with your deck save. Well, as normal as Shannon can be. It, it, is she ever normal? Oh. <laughs> See? I, uh, I love Jello. Where's my giant spoon? That's a six for a two. A two. Eight. An eight. You 
try to grab on. They bounce off into the meaty, uh, bony mass. Marvin, no. Um, take uh, 26 points of necrotic damage. Solid. And Harrow, you no longer feel a familiar hand on your shoulder. That's the only thing that you notice. Turning around, you no longer see Gray behind you. They are gone. Grayson? We lost Grayson. What, what about Grayson? What? They're gone. Their hand had slipped from me. What do you they're... mean they're gone? What did you do? I d- Why did you assume <laughs> it was me? You're the one with the magic and you're in the back and you're the last one that saw them. I'm nearly out of magic. I, I don't were. trust you. What <laughs> had their hand on me and it's gone. Well, re- reach into the goo. Maybe they fell. I don't know. I I light up my my hands. Is and... the goo like in the in the walkway? Like it's like a it's puddle? A, it's no, it's everywhere. Imagine six feet tall worth of meat, mucus, bone, and skeletons, all a single mass. And it's but where filling is it? it's yeah. everywhere. It's all around the catwalks. It's everywhere. And as you guys were traversing over it, Ray must have fallen because you don't see her. Well. Oh, oh, oh. Dara, okay, so is there any evidence of where they might have kind of Give fallen? me give me your survival check. Well, like bubble, bubbling like stuff. Give me a survival check. Okay, okay, not terrible. Let's see, it's 12. Well, I do have an advantage on that. Um, nope, that was worse. So that is a 14. A 14. You can see some scuffed up areas of the catwalk where she grabbed onto it and slipped off. You can see where they put their nails and scratched across it. Get the general idea okay. where they went, but you're not seeing anywhere i want to pull i want to pull a princess bread i'm gonna get my rope out throw it to somni and then jump into the pile to try to get them okay I'll, i mean it's a good good what either I'll you want to do it on the railing and hold on fast as i can so i'll say somni and harrow you grab the rope from dara she wraps it around her waist or are you holding on to it what are you doing are you holding on to the rope dara and then jumping in um, I would tie it because ideally I want to take the radiant blade and kind of be slashing it around to clear my path to get through. So give me sleight of hand. Let's see how well you tie it. And then, uh, yeah. then Somni and Hiro, you're holding on to the other end of the rope. As soon as Dara finishes tying it, you watch as she plunges into the gelatinous yeah. mob. Uh, if there's a catwalk and a rail, I'm going to loop it twice before I, you know, as fast as I can. Watching. I'll say, yeah, I'll say you can loop it around the stone catwalk. There's no rail, but I'll say you can loop okay. it around to kind of give it some extra, give you guys advantage yeah. when you have to haul them in. Yeah, I'm holding on and loop and hold. That was a 13. 13. You do an okay job, an average job of tying it off and then you leap in. Um, as you leap in, you're going to take 12 points of necrotic damage. Um, okay, that's six. Shannon, go ahead and give me another deck save as you're kind of treading water in a meat pile at this point. Treading water in a meat pile. Mm, Good. 11. 11. You're 
you, you keep yourself from being pulled down. Looking through as your eyes are burning and you're looking down, you can see these things are pulling you deeper and deeper into this, um, this ichor and like morass that you're trapped in. Um, but you see somebody right above you. You can see the fingertips of Dara. Dara, go ahead and give me a deck safe, please. Fourteen. Fourteen. The two of you just brush each other's fingertips, which allows you to kind of like clasp, um, and you can feel Gray's hand, but there's something tugging at her. As that begins to tug on her, the Harrow and Somni, you feel the rope go from being slack to shh. It just goes really taut, and something is pulling both of them deeper into the mass. Can I do a thing? Sure. You're, you'd be considered uh, restrained, but you're still able to do the basics. You just can't move. Okay. I don't think that I really need to move to do so. Um, so seeing Dara being this angel <laughs> coming in to save me, but knowing that there's a threat, knowing something is pulling on me and all the bad dead things are around us, I will just think... Because I probably can't really speak. Okay, you know how I said that I don't know if you could hear me before? I really need you to hear me right now. Um, and I will attempt to turn undead. Okay. Nuke the Give... Actually, you don't even need... There's no... It has no wisdom. It has no intelligence. Um, I'll say as you begin to invoke that ability... The immediate bubble around you pulses out and you watch as almost like a small series of waves of skeletons and other undead things that are in this meat pile begin to do their best to move as quickly away from you as you can. Dara, this gives you the opportunity to see exactly where Gray is. You grab on to them, pull in Somni and Harrow. Um, yeah. Uh, Somni, go ahead and give me athletics uh, with advantage because Harrow is technically helping. Okay. Technically a little. Technically. <laughs> a 15 and a 23. Okay. So with that, hand over hand, you begin to pull the two of them up. Both you and Harrow grab onto them. Get, get them back up onto the stone-like catwalk that you guys have been traversing over. All four of you barely kind of like lying there, heavily breathing. Um, both Dara and Gray are covered in this mucusy, green, fetid rottenness. Um, Yum. I need a con save from both uh, Dara and Gray, please. Don't do this to me. Nice. <laughs> I could read lips, Kevin. <laughs> 20. 20. Gray, you just barely managed to hang on to your sanity from this effect. However, Dara, you lose another point of constitution and you gain a point of exhaustion. Okay, and then I had gotten my constitution back, so now I'm down just one. Correct. And then the exhaustion. Okay. Correct. Now with the four of you back on the stone-like catwalk section, with the blade shining a light on the remaining span of the catwalk. 
you can see where it safely gets you onto the other side of this massive, just undead creature, whatever this thing is. And there's a, about a three or four foot ledge that you could step onto once you get over there. This whole session is somebody's thing. It's, <laughs> it's, it's somebody's thing. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot that I'm doing to help. I'm just... Okay. Okay, we all concentrate. We hold on to each other. If everybody starts to slip, we shout out, and we move for them immediately. And I'll say with your knowledge and the caution that begins to overtake you, um, you slowly, all four of you shimmy, barely moving, walking, hobbling, finally make it off the remainder of the catwalk and on to that ledge, that section of ledge. And once on this ledge, you can see that it's a crumbled, collapsed, partial passageway that continues along a very three to four foot edge. It winds in, it winds out. And then you can see that it stops at a partially collapsed hallway. You get the feeling that this all used to be something and then it became something else. Um, whether the entities that sought to curse this place and set this as a trap. Um, once again, Shannon, for your understanding of necromancy, you get the feeling this was the source that fed the other room. You get the feeling that this was the original place that was corrupted and then utilized this space to continue that corruption. And as this corruption grew, it gradually eroded and ate away at this space. These catacombs probably used to be stone built and very fine and kind of nice, but whatever this thing is, has overtaken the space, they are sure that that hallway must be the way out. It makes sense because the ledge that you're on used to be a hallway and that collapsed section of hallway might be leading to a door. Okay. I will just, you know, in between the, okay. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's really bad down there. Um, it's really bad down there. Don't don't do that. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. All right. I won't do that. It has like a like a force of of will. It has like not necessarily a mind, but it just seeks to consume. It's really really bad. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm in a atrocious amount of pain right now. <laughs> Things are not great for me and the wholeness of my body at the moment. <laughs> so if I just kind of drop dead, you know why? Um, I think some of those wounds that I got earlier, I think now they might be infected. You can see this like... Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> not that's, that's not pretty good. bad. I don't think I should have to worry too much about the infection because I'll probably, again, drop dead prior to that really taking effect. Um, Grayson, should we no. put you further up front where others can keep an eye on you, specifically Dara? The you're one you're walking see. with me. Come here. Come here. I'm I'm still at least like half of a hero. You're you're still also walking. <laughs> with me. Um, half a hero. Like, That's a unit of measure now. Half of a hero. <laughs> 
Dara, you know that rope? I'm going to tie myself onto you in case I start to stay. Great, so I'm going to be holding onto Grayson. I'm going to have Hara tied to me. Where's Somni on my other arm? Like this. <laughs> if, if one of us, so here's a follow the lights situation. If one of us goes down, we're all screwed. I want to keep you in one piece. And if you go down and I'm with you, you know, it's not going to work great. Just putting these things out into the universe so nobody can say I didn't say them. So don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you are in need of a healer. Wish we had one. <laughs> Suddenly, I don't think I was being vulnerable <laughs> and being honest about the fact that I feel like I don't know something along the lines of a four out of a fifty-five. Um, <laughs> just okay. you do not get to play both sides of the coin, Grayson. <laughs> Somebody, if you have some ability to heal them, we might need them a bit further on. Your compassion. My god, I feel the love. Thank you so much, Paul. You're welcome. Somebody, come back. <laughs> a fucking smirk. <laughs> I will flick Grayson on their dome. <laughs> to coin a Sunday night. Okay, so I Most take yeah. a point of damage and then yes, I one take point one point one plus and something. then gain twenty four back. Jesus, nice, <laughs> nice, Somni. You watch as some I of those festering wounds <laughs> begin to turn pink and close, and a little bit of that energy comes back. And I also say that casting Nothing good ever festers. Casting is not never good. <laughs> Oh, casting. You, I think you actually get 26 because I got some like plus two bonus. I oh. remember. So it is and I'll say the effect of casting the spell also restores one of your constitution points. I only had one down. Eight. Hey So, uh, the four of you, um, have you decided to tie each other off or are you going alone or what's <laughs> tied? I'm calling it now. <laughs> I, I, I have my wrist. <laughs> Tied on to uh, if, if Dara's cool with it, Dara's waist. That's fine. Whatever. Everyone leech on. <laughs> I'd want, I'd want you or Somni pulling me out of a thing that I fall into, and Somni can't see as well as you. God damn it. That's fine. Yeah, that's totally fine. Dara's stronger. It's fine. So, I don't know with that, strength scores, but Taking a little extra caution and being a little bit more careful. Now, this ledge is a lot wider. It's three feet wide, so it's a little bit more secure to traverse. You guys spend the next ten minutes making your way along the ledge. Um, the creature seems to have settled back down into some sort of almost like um, inert stasis now that you're further away from it. Following the ledge, you come across the section of collapsed hallway... Um, there's about a two-foot opening, um, two foot wide, a foot tall. Uh, Dara, with you being in the lead, um, I'll say you kind of poke your head down. You can see that on the other side of the collapse itself is a very well-defined and uh, looks like a normal stone hallway that looks mostly intact. Um, 
with your night vision restored or your dark vision restored, looking down into the hallway, you could see that it leads to a doorway. Um, it looks like a heavy metal type of door that's kind of slightly at an angle. There are a few rocks piled up in front of it. Um, but that seems to be an egress that that's presenting itself. Yay, another door. Uh, I will point that out okay. and continue towards it. Yes, 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 door, door, door. The access to that collapsed hallway is pretty small. Um, you, you probably are going to have to shift some of the rubble aside to get through. Then we shall do so. Um, all right. So I can totally shift stuff, but I'd probably have to then put the uh, glowy sword away to do so. I can, I can help uh, whatever I need to. You see that there are a few boulders, heavy stones that are kind of, kind of like preventing the access into the space. I ain't strong enough to move a boulder, but I'm I'm strong enough to toss some heavy stones. Yeah, give me a, yeah, give me an athletics check. Um, with that sweet plus two, that's up to a 14, yo. 14. Uh, it's not really all that difficult. You managed to shift enough of the debris away with Dara, like, kind of hanging over you, shining the light from her blade, um, clearing about another foot of space. There's probably enough space now for the four of you to kind of very aggressively crawl through the opening. Aggressive crawling. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I was trying to envision that. <laughs> <laughs> Harrow gets D6 inspiration for the for the aggressive face. I thought that was dead on. <laughs> inspiration for your face. For your face. <laughs> so all of you managed to shimmy down into the hallway. Making <laughs> making your way over to where this door is slightly at an angle and kind of askew with a little bit of rubble in front of it. Um, the space looks very abandoned. looks like no one's been here for a very long time. Um, the door itself looks old and crusted with age and rust. There's a heavy door loop where the handle is. Uh, you can see that one set of hinge has been broken away from the rock, and that's probably why it's kind of at an angle in front of you. Um, what would you guys like to do? Pick some of the Marvin out of my hair real quick. Pick some. Um, oh, there's more than some. <laughs> it's pretty much just like a solid coat you of guys, Marvin. You guys, watch, you guys watch as they hold their nose and go, and you watch as Icker <laughs> comes out of her ears. <laughs> like Shrek. Just <laughs> oh, the candle. Oh, I can hear you again. Great. <laughs> okay. So we have a, a door. Yes. Uh, we, we're going to go through the door. Should someone check it for teeth? I volunteer you. Check it for teeth. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Jason uh, would definitely throw a door mimic into it. Absolutely. <laughs> I, am, I imagine. You you? <laughs> no, no. Someday I hope to. I, I imagine, by the way, that uh, Gristler this whole time has been, like, flying off to, like, s snatch little bits of, like, rotting flesh and just... Oh, like, no. 
Oh no, Philip went in the goo. Is Philip okay? You look down and Don't try it home. if Philip is still attached to your belt, there is like the remains of a rotted arm in its cage, and it seems to be just happily munching and gnawing on the arm. Good for Philip. Good for Philip. I actually rolled um, I actually rolls the uh uh I actually rolled a strength save to see if that cage hung on to your belt, and I rolled a 19, so I let it... Otherwise, I was going to make it separate and get consumed by the mass. No! Philip lives another day. Um, so I will are... examine this door for mechanisms okay. or uh, Go ahead. horrors. <laughs> Go ahead, give me an investigation check. Okay, that is a 14 plus... What do I add? I add 5. Uh, 19. 19. It would appear to be a somewhat normal door. There's no mechanism. There's nothing on it that garners any kind of suspicion. You lean your shoulder into it. You get the feeling that it's wedged because of the way it's kind of like settled at a cockeyed angle um, within the door jam. There's no obvious sign of any magics or anything. This feels like a normal door. It looks like a normal door. Just very old and very aged and rusted. It appears to be a door. Shall we try and open it? Oh, now Dar will try and open it. Okay, go ahead and give me athletics. Um, if I'm using my shoulder to kind of push it, can I maintain holding the sword, or would that be at any kind of disadvantage? No, nah, I'm okay with that. That's okay. okay. Guys, I didn't know that Dara was a transmutation wizard. She's going to be making the door into a jar. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, vicious mockery. Everybody takes two points of uh, psychic That's damage. That's an inspiration oh. <laughs> oh, that is uh, only an 11. 11, you lean your shoulder into it, the door does not budge, doesn't even wiggle. Dar's a little tired. She's done a lot of thrilling heroics today already, okay? <laughs> uh, come, Somni, you and I. Uh, so, either separate athletics or athletics with advantage. I leave it up to you guys. Uh, I'd love to help advantage Somni's athletics. Okay. Yes. 23. Or 22. 23. Um, or 22. Well, DC was a 20, so you're good either way. You watch as the other hinge breaks away from the door jam. And as Somni pushes in on the door, the whole thing collapses inward. And there is a flood of bright light, light like you've never seen before. Instantly, all four of you are blind momentarily. And then you blink, clearing your eyes. You're staring into a huge, rounded chamber, quite large in size. There's a light emanating from the floor of the very center point of this round chamber. There are a series of stairwells that seem to lead down into the source of light. It's almost kind of like um, if you've ever seen like the movie Star Trek where they walk across the surface and the light emanating up from below. And you can see two stairwells that make their way down into where this source of light is coming from. <laughs> Craig's like, no, I'm done. Everything's trying to kill us. I'm the, done. I know the movie Star Trek. Which one, Jason? 
the movie. Wait, Are we oh, talking wait. about the motion picture or Star yes. Trek, the J.J. Abrams film? Star Trek, the motion picture. Uh, okay, okay. When they're making their way over to Viger. Vija. I am Vija. Vigar. Well, whatever. <laughs> you know the that you can't make a Star Trek reference in me what's crowd. in the room. I know, right? Well, <laughs> Come on. Especially with Kevin. The carbon unit shall tell me what's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and uh yeah after recovering my um, my sight i imagine i feel a bit more free to release myself of of that my yeah you guys can see yeah you can see <clears throat> you can see quite well here at this point the dome of the chamber is Great. roughly yeah, it's roughly like 20 feet above. In the very center of the chamber, you can see where the light is emanating upward and then washing along the dome. Um, and then a right stairwell and a left stairwell leading down into the space. Is there any preference for the rest of you? Well, it all kind of looks like fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's like tears it. running <laughs> down Grayson's <laughs> eyes. Yeah, and it's tears going through goo tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, as Dara says, left. I, I gesture because I'm I'm not going first, but I'll I'll follow. She'll go first. Okay. Uh, Dara, as you, I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to leave um, uh, Grayson in this state to take the rear. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll go second this time, and probably let Somni bring us up if he's okay with that. Uh, oh yeah, we have some light. Never mind. So I wash his Faro pushes past me. <laughs> I'm so blind. It's all right. It's fine. We just reverse the roles. Dara, as you begin to lead this motley crew down the stairwell, looking We're across, yeah, looking across, you can see that the other stairwell kind of goes in the same direction, just juxtaposed from your position. Because as you get down to the main landing below where the light source is coming from, you see where that stairwell brings you down to this stone-like platform. As everyone steps into that space in front of you, you can see a rather large room, uh, a large stone room. Stepping a little deeper, a little further into the space, the light now washes up and out above you about 10 feet. The room that you're in is interesting. You can see in the very center of the room a stone, a black, red, and yellow stone. It looks to be almost oval in shape, but has some flat surfaces to it. And it's sitting on a rather large kind of stone pedestal. Then the perimeter of the entire room is made up of stone shelves and stone protrusions where things are lying on. You can see weapons and armor. You can see um, iron boxes that are half open or half spilt onto the ground. This, to your eye, looks almost as if it, how it was described as the vault would be. You feel like you've stepped into the immediate like entrance of the vault, and you're seeing a lot of items now that are like just everywhere along the perimeter. 
and in the very center, that black, red, and yellow oval oscillating stonework that's just sitting there, twisting on the pedestal. What would you guys like to do? I will, uh, okay, so, so, sorry, what is on the rotating stone pedestal? So in the very center of the room is a black, yellow, and red stone that's just oscillating and turning. Okay, so there is a a stone. And it seems to be the, yeah, and it seems to be the light source. On the perimeter of this massive space are many stone shells with many different items and accoutrements and boxes and weapons and armor everywhere. I'd like to start looking through the stuff. Give me an investigation check. Uh, that is an 11. An 11. There are lots of things here that catch your eye. Um, one particular box, iron box that catches your eye, is partially open. And there are at least 10 small bottles inside the box. 10 small, very small glass bottles. And the fluid seems to be all of different make and color, viscousness. Other, other than that, most of the other items either look old and rusted, abandoned, but this definitely catches your eye. Um, how long does identi- how long do, does identify work take as a ritual? Ten minutes, I believe. Ten minutes. Do we feel as if we have ten minutes here? Uh, why? I mean, I hope we don't have to spend any longer here than we have to. Um, just trying to decide if these are um, bottles that will turn us into terrifying dragons and all of our enemies must beware, or if they will <laughs> melt our insides and uh, cause us to vomit our entrails. Important distinction. Um, but is this like one of those Aladdin things where it's like touch nothing but the eye? Or are we allowed to touch other things? I don't know who you're talking about. I've never met them, but you should be careful. <laughs> it, was a, it was a fairy tale I heard one time. I don't know. Have you, you heard about it in what, slave what school? Fairy was telling you a tale. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am going to. Uh, yeah, I don't know if. Uh, what what are what are the others doing? If if they're like just hanging out and investigating, I'll maybe start. I mean, you guys watch as Harrow has gone over to take a look at some of the items that he can see on a set of stone shelves, leaving the three yeah, of you. Weird, so. <laughs> I would never have imagined you doing something weird. Uh, uh, it's like I do it at least <laughs> once a week. So what are the rest of you doing while Harrow's investigating and examining these items in this iron box? Somnia's guarding Harrow so that no harm befells him while he's doing his magics. Okay. Um, I, I, I would go and look um, kind of go to get the eye, but I, I would wait for Haro to kind of... Oh, no, wait, I have pretty good arcana. Um, I guess I want to kind of look around the eye and see if it's okay to just, like, grab it, or if there's any... It looks like there's any kind of sketchy magic shit going on that would stop me. Uh, give me an investigation check. I cast Detect Sketchy Magic Shit. <laughs> oh, it's sketch, bro. It's sus. 
<laughs> thing vented right in front of me. So sassy. It must be orange. <laughs> oh God, that was an 11 on the investigation. There's definitely some Cyrillic writing on the pedestal. Um, and the writing is currently flared with color, almost like it's been activated. Um, the space feels magical. There's no doubt it feels magical. It seems to match the description that Lord Arcanum had given at the very beginning before making your way down here. Um, but it's not magic you're familiar with. It's not recognizable. Um, you're not even sure what this thing's even capable looking at it. It's just strange and has that feel. It's like you could smell the ozone just emanating off of it as it's kind of like electrically kind of like interacting with the space around it. What happens if I reach my hand out real close to it, but don't touch it? Just like just shy of touching it. <laughs> as you begin to put your hand near it, Every time it oscillates from the different colors, there's almost like a different feel to the effect. Um, but it's mostly warm. Your hand gets closer. And like within a fraction of getting close enough to touch it, you just <laughs> you feel like a zapping sensation. Taking just one point of electrical damage Had or lightning feeling. damage from it. Yeah. And you just, you definitely get this shock-like sensation from getting too close. Uh, it's going to try to fight back. Anyone have any ideas here? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Probably a bad yeah. one, but I have an idea. <laughs> Go for it. Like, Harrow's like, what? He's like, his head pokes up from looking in the box. An idea? <laughs> okay. So, you know how there's a Marvin, mm -hmm. and Marvin has some kind of consciousness or will, been dealing with a bunch of ghosty goos that have been ghosty and gooey. <laughs> I'm gonna walk in the direction of the rock, but, um, uh, you know, maybe like the distance that Dara got away from it. Don't think it really matters how far away I am from it. Um, and just kind of look at it real hard and think at it to see if it responds. Give me a persuasion check. Okay. Gotta love the advantage. That's a six. Six. You focus on it. It continues to oscillate. You try to sense some kind of sentient nature to it, but they don't pick up on anything. They don't. So get, imagine you have. They don't get a connection. Yeah. Doing his magical stuff, you know, has this ritual. Has all these little bottles. Somni, you know. All strong and tall and impressive and watching his back. <laughs> and Dara just got like a little zap, but she's like curiously looking around. And like Gray is just squatting in front of the rock and going. That's that's the middle image I have of this <laughs> That's the last image of every TPK I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll say while 
the two of you are investigating the rock. Somebody, you're standing on Overwatch next to Harrow. Harrow, you take the 10 minutes to cast. Yeah. And, and I'll say they're definitely potions, but they're not necessarily potions that you're familiar with because in this current time period, potions are used for very specific purposes and they usually have specific focuses like either healing or for purposes of religious intent um, or as components to other activities to um, help with either certain kinds of arcane focus depending on the nature of the source. These are colors that you're not familiar with. One is almost like an orangish yellow hue. Um, there's two that are like a purple kind of color. There's four that are a, a greenish hue. And then there are another, let's see, that's seven. There's another three that are like a pinkish hue. Uh, focusing on the orange one, as you begin to identify it, it's, you get the image of something causing you to be very strong as you identify the potion as an enhancement to strength. Um, it is a potion of bull strength. Which triggers you into thinking that these other nine are probably magical as well. But taking an hour and a half to do all nine now sounds pretty time-consuming. Yeah, that would be unwise. But my first instinct would be that these all buff various... Um, to put it in framework, Hero understands various capacities of people. Yeah, that would that's be my hypothesis. Yeah, and you're not familiar with these potions. These are not potions that you would often see out mm -hmm. in mainstream communities, or even out on the on the uh, sand wastes where you know your folk have traded for the better part of a decade. Um, these are rare. Um, give me a quick history check. Okay. I think that's one ones. Yeah, it's one ones get plus eight on. 24. 24. You've always heard about people, things, or creatures that may have the capacity to make such potions, but you're not aware of anyone having that skill set anymore. The age of this place kind of begins to connect, and it's like these might actually be a thousand year old potions that were left over in Arcanum's vault. Still, still translucent, potency. still potent, and still very much viable. I know that we shouldn't linger, but the wonders of this room. What I would do, given unlimited time to study them. Well, perhaps uh, taking as many things as you can, stashing mm -hmm. them away and studying them later would be prudent. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so those uh, bottles are a start. <laughs> if you wanted to study how we can get this ball that goes sparky spark off of this pestle, that'd be cool too. I'm unfamiliar with those terms. <laughs> sparky sparky or ball on a pedestal? Perhaps all of them. <laughs> the thing over there that we need. Can't get it off there, up there right now. <laughs> oh, you can't get it off. I hate when that happens. No. Don't we all? I'm uncomfortable. Um, I don't know <laughs> if any of my magic will be helpful with this. Do you have any 
blue magic that perhaps could work for us. Only if I'm trying to gain card draw or perhaps counter a spell. <laughs> yes! I thought perhaps making a pole would work. Uh. <laughs> um... No, I, uh, 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 <laughs> perhaps I know, there's something a, else in the room that would help with this. I, I know it's a right, horrible so DM when at, I'm storyteller. What are we looking at again? What are we trying to accomplish? Here on this it's a, it's a cool rock of different colors on a spinning column. That shocks is the you. rock spinning or is the column spinning? The rock is definitely oscillating on top of the pedestal. This matches, the space that you're in matches the details that Lord Arcanum had given you in regards to his vault and where the eye was stashed that supposedly contains a certain amount of power or sentience. But, um, Gray, do you explain to them that you may, you were unable to make a sentient connection with it? Guys, um, while you were looking at those bottles, I stared at it really hard. <laughs> Tell us what you saw. Galileo. Also, though, I, I think that there was like something about the fact that it might have a consciousness or might be sentient in some way. So I was trying to connect with that. Uh, and I did not succeed. Uh, storyteller, I hearing that from Grayson, I will use my telepathic abilities, which you have, which Haro knows about. I will attempt to connect. Uh, give me, per yeah, give me persuasion with advantage since you're using a telepathic effect. Yes, persuasion. Well, perhaps I can just tell it to do it, damn it. I'd like to intimidate it. 17. 17. Intimidate As... I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I tried to intimidate a, a god in a skull and everybody <laughs> yelled at me about it. So, like... I'll say... That was Metalona. So, Sumni, what are you telepathically saying to it? Like, what are you trying to connect? What What are you thinking about trying to connect with this thing? Greetings. We have been sent here by Lord Arcadum. I wish to speak with you. That's really good sound effects. Because <laughs> I'm hearing you intermittently right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I heard and, and that's <laughs> and, and, and no one else hears this but you, Somni, because it's right. telepathic. Has he said you now? Do I remember? You tell me. Do you remember? <laughs> We got to upset move one exactly. sec. I mean, it's only been two weeks. Yeah, no, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember why he sent us in this damn place. He so. didn't necessarily send you in here specifically. He merely took the time to describe the nature of a magical object that he infused okay. with the possible arcane ability of undoing the damage that was done. That there's a tenuous connection between both this object 
and what Lord Arcanum attempted to prevent from happening. And perhaps maybe the magic that he poured and imbued into this artifact could ha somehow be utilized to help the situation as it is today. Well, I do not know the exact nature of the request Lord Arcanum made. I do know he is seeking an object that could possibly undo the damage that has been done to this area and others. Damage. Death. Destruction. These are the things that exist now. These are the ways of this world. I see your thoughts. I see your visions. You would harness me to undo this damage. To do so would obliterate your consciousness. Hmm. Perhaps it is Lord Arcanum's consciousness he is wanting to obliterate, using himself as the mechanism. I am him. I project him. Parts of him project to me. I am all that remains. Give me an insight check really quick, Somni. Somni is insightful. 18. Walking and talking with the image of Arcanum begins to make more sense. The source of his reality was almost like a projection of light at some point during your interaction with him. You even remember him mentioning that he had poured all of his essence and himself into this magical object in a very desperate last bit gambit to protect his city. You get the feeling these two are connected, that the projection of the image is a yeah. projection of his essence from this stone. The three facets that present themselves, the black, the yellow, the red, kind of triggers your understanding of almost a little bit of like the kind of triad of balance. The black, which is the darkness of disillusion, the red of anger, the yellow, the passion of neutrality, that whatever he's poured into this stone was not only made up of his entire magical arcane influence but the three colorations here almost kind of give off a, an understanding of schools of magic as well almost as if you could potentially be staring at the very source of the three schools of magic represented here but you're not really sure what they are i believe it is time to make you whole we would like to take you back to the Avatar. 
known as Lord Arcanum. My self is gone. My world is gone. What use is anything? All is gone. Use my visions and my memory to see for yourself. I believe that your reconnecting with Arcanum himself will enlighten you to more things that can be done. And I'll open up my mind to this thing and let it roam if it feels like it wants to. Okay, fair enough. While Somni is deepening the connection with this stone... The three of you notice that he is in a deep kind of like trance like state. Yep. He Stop. does not appear. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't appear to be harmed or being harmed for the three of you. You recognize, especially Harrow, cause you're aware of his telepathic nature. You get the feeling that he's made some kind of connection with this thing. And he is currently interacting with it at a very deep level. I just want to say, uh, Dan, I opened myself up to the this voice is a thing that neither of us would ever say in an elf game, ever. <laughs> True enough. Um, yeah, I just kind of take that in and I say out loud, I think, I think that we shouldn't jostle him. I think that we should let him go about his business until he's done. I didn't want to jostle him until you brought up the possibility. You must jostle something. You could make more flowers. It might occupy you. <laughs> My gosh, you should totally put flower crowns on him while he's in the chat. <laughs> oh, don't jostle him! <laughs> that is the antithesis of jostle, but... <clears throat> Uh, Dar is just going to kind of stand guard, like between him and With the permanent the marker. Which became. <laughs> Do not draw I'm Mark's penis look at on my forehead. Some of this other stuff. While Somni's having a conversation, and we might get blasted out of this room any second now. Gray, oh, go ahead and give me. Gray, yeah, Gray, go ahead and give me investigation check. Dang it, disadvantage. I got a 19 and an 8, so 10. 10. Not great, but not bad either. Um, you kind of losing track of this. They look over to the corner of the vault. Under some detritus and debris, they definitely see an ivory handle sticking out from underneath and the beginnings of a blade. The size of the handle appears to be very dagger in its size. But the fact that it's manufactured from ivory tells you that this is probably something that's been crafted for a specific intent. You shuffle some of the debris away and they look and see it's dagger in length. Blade is perfect. No blemishes. No scratches, no rust. The ivory handle itself seeming to be well-crafted and attached to the blade. This weapon looks like it's just gotten here. But under all this debris and buried, it must have been here for a long time. 
I will turn around and look at everybody and see how distracted they are. Uh, give me a perception check. I'm pretty focused studying Somni. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. I'm watching the door for yeah, intruders. Absolutely. So. 16. Yeah, they're seriously focused in on Somni and making sure that his physical interactions don't show any sign of malicious intent. You grab the blade. As you grab the handle and begin to remove it from the rubble, they are plunged into darkness. They are swept into a cloud of fear, terror, and death. Give me a wisdom. Yeah, give me a wisdom save. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Very, very good. Uh, 25. As you feel the extinguishment of a hundred souls in an instant. You manage to refocus and hold on to your sanity. You gain control, at least momentarily, of whatever the influence of this dagger just tried to put on you. And its voice quiets in your head. It, it's hollow. They focus, the room comes back into existence. They can see the other two just staring at Somni. You're not sure what happened, but you're back in control. But no one's looking at you either. Um, okay. Somni, these electrical tendrils of surface thoughts are being absorbed from you at such a rapid pace mm-hmm. that it's beginning to hurt slightly. How are you focus opening your mind? All the memories of both your past and recent understanding of the world begin to pour out into this sentient, maybe sentient rock. This yeah. source of power that hasn't quite revealed itself yet. <clears throat> After a few minutes, the connection breaks, and then there's a sharp response from it. An electrical current zapping into the very base of your skull. Now, let me show you what the world was before she came. With that, your brain nearly explodes as you take 32 points of psychic damage. You feel your eyes begin to roll back into your head. Those of you watching Somni, his body begins to shudder and shimmy and shake from this connection as a thousand years of information is being dumped directly into your mind. Those of you staring at Dara and, and Haro, you can see little trickles of blood beginning to emanate from the corners of his eyes. You can see a little droplet of blood beginning to come out of his ears. The veins on his head are pulsing with the strain of the amount of information that is being released into his head. But all you know is the connection. You're not really sure what this information is. If if we try to pull him away, it could kill him. 
Yeah, like Dara's like reaching over, like she's gonna like shake him. I'm like, what's, what's going on? It, it might make it worse. Hold on. But, uh, give him a but, moment. But he's he's it's killing him. Whatever. Oh, no, give it him a moment. One more moment, and then we're waking him up. Bye. Okay. I'll say with that, Somni, you recognize slightly what's about to happen, and you need to regain control. You dig deep. How would you like to regain control? Describe for me what you'd like to do. Well, remembering that I have a dual mind, correct? I am, I can compartmentalize things. Correct. Um, I'm also resistant to psychic damage. I am going to really use and fortify one side of that um, dual mind to make sure that it is fortified against anything. And then when I feel as if the assault or everything is done, I'm going to use that side to sort of recondition the duality into uh, a singularity again. Um, these what are would you... What I've would you describe your, yeah, what would be your best proficiency at trying to accomplish this, do you think? Well, I, uh, let's, I mean, my best proficiency would be in intimidation, you know, I mean, telling Go for my it. mind yeah. what I want, you know. Go for and it. that's a 25. 25. Yeah. Recognizing that this thing unabated could potentially fry your brain. You're unable yeah. to manage the compartmentalization and to safely mitigate the damage from the storage of this information being poured into you. You start to close off the doors. You start to close down those places that's trying to reach. It suddenly becomes aware of what it almost did in the ability. The connection eases a bit. The energy eases a bit. And it slows down to a trickle, a pace of energy that you feel like you could manage. For those of you outside of this space watching this stone turn, you watch as it suddenly stops oscillating. One facet of the red facing Somni, and you watch as a very small bloom of red-like fire comes into existence, and it tendrils, begins to coil around Somni, Pouring the origin of a magic, something that you're completely unaware of. You don't even know what it means. It's both death and destruction. It's burning without burning. It's the ability to create the sun or put the sun out. And then it stops. And then it stops on the black side of the facet. And as that black side, you see darkened green tendrils of void-like energy spread out and begin to touch Somni. Somni, as these tendrils of energy begin to pour the understanding of both life and death into you, the understanding that to achieve the ability to live forever, in a sense, cancels out the ability to balance death within life. You get the feeling that this essence of magic that's been connected to you and now pouring into you is somehow connected with the first essence that you've embraced. And then suddenly the stone turns to the yellow section and begins to pour the sense of nature, balance, the sense of understanding that without 
destruction, death, life. You cannot have balance. The full vision of Arcanum's effort was to take all of these magics to create this one sentient magical ability to be used somehow. You're still not sure how. But with it being invoked, each essence being invoked garners the other one, which garners the next one. You get the feeling that the red essence of creation and destruction along with the blackened essence of life and death brings balance into existence. You guys watch as all these tendrils retract from Somni, his eyes begin to normalize. The oscillating stone now is no longer oscillating, it's just sitting there, hovering, an energy-like hum coming off of it. The room slightly darker as the projection of its energy no longer emanating up through the ceiling into the chamber, but is now coalesced back into a five-foot orb around itself. And you watch as the oscillating stops, it settles onto the pedestal and just leans at a slight angle and is no longer moving. Somni, you come out of the trance-like state. Okay. <laughs> Can you speak? Somni. I can. Good. Let's start. Were you harmed? Are you okay? I am not as well as I once was. Yes, you should sit or, or something. Are you capable of telling us what happened? All I know is that I don't know. All right. Is it safe to get the orb back to Arcanum? I do not believe the orb is important any longer. What? No. I believe it is I that you need to return to him. You. That yeah, is that's... all I know. Oh, are... no. Are you certain? Question. Are you Somni? Exactly. I am indeed person you know. That's something more, perhaps, as well. Are something you the more, I believe I may simply be a messenger or a vessel. Alright. Alright. Um... Sonny, um, we should get you out of here. Uh, if, do you feel you'll be well enough to wait for a few minutes as I, I make one more sweep of this room for anything that else that might be worth taking back, or, or should we get moving? The three of you give me quick perception checks as Somni shifts and moves slightly away from the pedestal. Fifteen. 
Fourteen. Fourteen? Ten, because disadvantage. Harrow, you notice that as Somni shifts, the stone, as if on a magnet, moves towards him. Give me an Arcana check. I'm good at that one. Uh, 27. In some of your time out in the wastes, there was a particular... There was a particular tomb that you came across that talked about conduit stones. These stones were described as being very rare and chaotic in nature. Very powerful relic of, of magic that designed specifically to transfer or hold or allow certain types of magics to exist between two points in time. They usually would be transmutation, divination, Sometimes they'd be utilized for other schools of magic. But this is your first experience ever seen one. It's beginning to click and make sense. Quite possible that Lord Arcanum used the transmutation or divination sense of this stone, poured all of his essence into it in hopes of invoking it into something. Because conduit stones are often used to power some of the most powerful constructs ever known to exist. Whether it be a vessel, whether it be a structure, whether it be something massive in size. Or maybe just um, uh, corpse-like constructs that attack people when they enter rooms. I mean... Conduit stones, from your understanding, are very both capably of being very powerful, but were used during a time when magics were reliable. The feeling that this stone is now connected to Somni, but the nature of the magic may not be working as intended because of the formation of when the stone was originally created. Because even the projected image and the sentience of this conduit stone is not a full, fully aware of the condition of the world, other than what it experienced through Somni. But Somni hasn't really expressed any of that. Your knowledge is mostly just of the nature of the conduit stone. Oh, Somni. Dear, dear Somni, I am both quite jealous and very frightened for you. I'm not sure that I can properly articulate what I'm guessing you might have connected with, but I think that this might be a very old, very powerful thing that would hold an understanding of magic that goes well beyond mine. Perhaps as much as the king's own. I would say you may be 
very lucky this did not happen to you. As I have a mind set up for such things, although not at this level by We're very fortunate, yes. It's good that we were here. Good. Yes, Somni, we need to get you back and in one piece. Can you can you heal yourself? You seem to be shaken. I am devoid of healing power. Alright. Listen, um, both of you, I will literally sacrifice my own life if I must to see this to the surface. That, that's a bit much. I'll, I'll let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing could be more important than this power. Okay, so this you would say this means a lot to you, right, Harrow? Yes. Okay. Okay. I go over to Somni and I cast Cure Wounds. Pep, pep. Okay. Once again, Harrow is Somni shifts to receive the Cure Wounds from Grayson's touch. The rock drags across part of the pedestal, falls to the ground. Somni shifts a little bit more. The rock moves as if attached to him, but not attached. Somni, I think you're bonded. Indeed. Could you... Should you... Perhaps you should carry it. Keep it with you. Somni will walk over and try to acquire the stone. It easily picks up. It's roughly the size of your hand. The three colorations, facets, pulsing with a very low, dim emulation of energy. As you touch the stone, what's the very first thought in your mind? Be well and don't hurt me. With that, the four of you watch as the conjuration and divination collide. A black oscillating vortex begins to swirl and open up right by Somni. And the light and energy is gradually being absorbed into it as a planar gateway is now hovering there in that space. Can we see the other side? It is an empty void. You are no, you're not really aware what's on the other side, but there is another side. Somni, so, did it tell you that it was going to do that? No, but I believe myself meant to go there. This is, this is more power than I could have ever dreamed of. You just willed it into being without even trying. All uh. I thought to it was be well and do not harm us. Then what if I understand the nature of these things? Maybe this is its offer of doing so. 
maybe it's trying to accomplish what you're demanding. I, I believe you are correct. Fine, I, um, I need to test it. Um, Zomni walks through. Yes, I'm, I'm going to be right <laughs> on the field. Yep, I'm You watch as Somni just immediately steps through it. Harrow, just excitement building in your own idea of what this could mean. You walk through it, leaving both Dara and Gray behind. The, the, still there. <laughs> That's going to look at Gray, look at the gate, and look at Gray. Look at the gate. What do we say to the uh, god of death? <laughs> Maybe, today. <laughs> Maybe today. Maybe <laughs> today. So remember how that thing spoke in our mind and we started running really fast and they were right behind us. We should probably do the same thing because we owe them that much. Uh, Dara's gonna hold her hand up to Gray and jump through. Okay. So. okay. <laughs> With that, Gray, as they step... I, I did take the dagger for the record. Like yep. Oh, oh, yeah. Because as they step through the gateway, a voice, feminine voice in their head. Thank you for not leaving me behind. I will show you things like you've never seen before. And then <laughs> you step through the collapse of the gateway. <laughs> All four of you are momentarily standing nowhere but somewhere. All four of you have a God's eye view of a world now destroyed, wrecked beyond repair. It's the world that you know, but you're seeing it from miles and miles above it, safely above it. Standing there, looking down, you can see the wastes of the south, the ashen valley deep into the north. There, for you, Somni, the Shattered Collar, um, in its full, just assailant of senses. You can see the salt wastes, place that you're all too familiar with, Dara. You can see the world as it is now, as the four of you hover there. Somni, you feel the stone get slightly warm in your hand, the nature of the magic and you see deep into the southern salt wastes a small green pinpoint of light pulsing, oscillating, a target, a place to go, a place that all four of you would be safe. No words. Heading towards it. You begin to... Carefully walk towards that pinpoint of light. Everybody casually walking alongside, looking about. The three of you do not see what Somni sees. There's just this look of peace on his face as he begins to drift through this vast emptiness. But while the drifting occurs, the three of you go ahead and give me perception checks. Somni, you are focused on this target, this point that you know is supposed to be safe. Yeah, I don't know if Gray is so much casually doing this. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't need a hand. Oh, now I need a hand. I'm like, 
<laughs> that seems to always be the case when extraordinary happens. Yeah. did not think Gray needed a hand. <laughs> Gray didn't think Gray needed a hand either in this. <laughs> yeah, th three for Harrow. Harrow's like, oh, oh, this is the craziest, coolest thing. 21. What'd you get, Gray? 14. 14. Dara, with your familiarity of traveling both the um, eastern wastes and trusting to the cycle of night and day to determine when you would travel after escaping that horrible region, you recognize the more that Somni walks and the more that all of you follow, there is a light shimmer that comes over and then it goes dark. Light shimmer comes over, then it goes dark. Light shimmer comes over, then it goes dark. You're watching the pass of a day, and then another day, and then another day, and then another day. And then at some point, you watch as Somni stops. Somni, looking down, you can see this green, oscillating, open gateway beneath your feet begin to expand around you. The three of you watch as Somni drops through it leaving the three of you standing to look down as his physical nature is being pulled down back somewhere, but you lose sight of him. The oscillating gateway still there. Reach out with my mind to Haro if I can. Mm -hmm. Go for it. I'm following. Me. I'm not letting you get away from me. Haro with a frantic sense of anticipation jumps Feet first into the oscillating gateway, leaving both Gray and Dara back. And that looking down as Haro's vision, dis as his form disappears into this gateway. This is the greatest day of my life. Uh, Going to be following through, I suppose. Okay. Dara, you follow through? Um, before, Gray? Yeah. Before I, I jump through, um, after the, you know, dagger or whatever it was, this voice spoke to me. I just, because I saw all these images of death and etc., I definitely see a, a particular face. And based on the words that were said, wonder if, oh, maybe that's what she sounded like. And then I'll follow, follow Dara. Okay. There's a bit of a giggle as you do that in your mind. And the four of you, at first, Somni, landing in the desert heat, the great sand dunes of the eastern salt wastes, just off to your right and off to your left. It's daylight. It's daytime. It's 150 degrees. It's hot. And then Harold. And then you see Dara. Then you see Gray, all four of you standing there in these salt waste dune sea. All four of you give me survival checks at this point, please. Oh, boy. <clears throat> oh. 23. 20. Okay. Haro, Dara. This is Haro's elements, 21. Okay. Seven. Yeah, all four of you. Yeah. Recognizing you're on the. National <laughs> it's still 17. All four of you recognizing that you're on the far eastern 
regions of the salt waste near the beginnings of the Ashen Valley, you're beginning to realize you're, for you, Gray, they realize that they're near home. Home is only maybe a week or two further off to the southwest. For the rest of you, you're well over a thousand miles south of Titan's Fall. The four of you scanning the horizon, looking, you watch as coming over one of the great dune mounds. And for you, Harrow, you recognize it instantly. It's something that could harbor safety. Makes sense to what Somni might have stated. Looking, you see the huge, huge form of a dinosaur cresting over the dune. It's maybe a two miles off to the southeast pace that you're now standing in the heat. But you recognize it for what, it's, what, it, what it is. It's a dune lizard. One of the largest ones. Often small villages are built on the back of these beasts. Small communities often living on the back of these beasts. The great, this great huge lizard is traversing the dune getting closer in your direction at this point. You can see the great crane of its neck up and you watch as it descends down the other side of one of the great dune waves and you lose sight of it. Knowing that in the next few minutes you might see it again, you get the feeling that it's definitely coming in this direction. Is it, uh, is it, would I recognize it like, would Dan recognize it as, like, a sauropod? It's definitely, imagine a brontosaurus or a brachiosaurus, only a hundred times bigger. This thing is massive, huge. Entire villages have been known to exist on the back of these creatures, as wandering waste villages will often be on the back of these creatures as well. Is there like a, like a, like forms of greeting or or rituals that are common upon meeting fellow travelers um, out in? Give me, give me history check. Um, with my bad roll, a twelve. Twelve. The safe bet is coin. Tokens and coin always do well because they mean life. They mean water. Um, they usually express wealth. And usually, if the, the writers or community of one of these are open to you, it could mean safe harbor. However, it's... It's one of those hit and miss things, but knowing that Somni's energy and his connection with this stone led the four of you here, this looking around this doomed portion of the Saltway Sea, this has to be the connection. And your obsession with what this power means as Somni, it's 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 like eating the finest meal, finding the most secretest tomb that you've been looking for the level of power that just was witnessed here 
is something that you've never imagined that you would witness. Dara, Grayson. My brain is on fire (laughs) with trying to figure out what all of this means, but please just um, try try and keep up with me as I'm going to start like out in the sand dunes, like using my hands to form like in, in whatever the simplest form I can make, like a sign or letters uh, for a language I think they might understand for water, like making that so it's visible from a great height. Okay. And after this communication goes on about a mile and a half out, you see as a huge beast crests yet another of the massive dunes and now you're beginning to see small little pinpoints of figures circling it flying in that familiar scouting formation that often comes with these communities riding the back of the great leathery winged pterodactyl like beasts and then once again begins to dip down into another section of dune sea as it's getting closer. I have hands out. Okay, so this is kind of one of your areas of expertise I'm gathering. What's what's the plan? Well, I'm convinced that Somni has tapped into a power greater than you or I can truly fathom. I think that by calling out to safety, we have been thrown generally in the direction of safety. If not, uh, we're all about to be murdered, but there's not much we can do about that anyway at this point. So we have to trust that this is fine, even if we weren't summoning them. The wastes are too vast. We're not well supplied enough. We would perish. So we need to make a good impression. I'm suggesting that we have water that we can barter with and they will either barter and make good on our terms and we will be able to seek succor with them or they will slaughter us and uh, drain us and make use of all our organs. They can try. Yes. I just look at giant, giant dinosaur. Look back at Dara. Look at giant dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're beginning, and now you're beginning to feel the dune that you're currently standing on shimmy and shake. Just a tremor, a hint of a tremor. You watch as shale snakes plummet out of the dune that you're standing on and begin to run in the opposite direction that the dinosaur creature is coming from, as the tremors have startled some of these snakes out of their dune-like nests. You watch as a herd of raptor shales go racing by in their herd-like formation and then head up over another dune away. It's getting closer at this point. It's maybe 30 minutes away. Wait, fill up food. No! I try to pounce on one of the creatures that's running away, the snake. Yeah, give me a deck save. Yeah. Do I know if these creatures are lethal? Every single one that you saw come out are lethal. Um, Grayson, those things can kill you. What'd you get? 
What? <laughs> Ten. Ten. You, they go to grab one, the, the tail passing right through their hand. She didn't, no, no luck. It tears off into the sand. I, wait, what? They're, uh, can kill me? What? Yes, they're venomous. Yeah, but, Deeply so. But so's Philip, and Philip needs food. Philip is much smaller. Do you want me to blast you one? Yeah. <laughs> and the best part is, as they are holding the cage, this hideous spider is just <laughs> at the cage doors. There's like venom oozing from its pincers. I mean, it's a hideous creature. I have disadvantage on it right now, but I'll try and like real quick, like fire blast a snake or two. Uh, go for it. Okay, solid. Um, twelve. I'll say you managed to clip one of them. It hits. Go ahead and roll damage. That's a straight ten, right? Uh, eight. Eight. You watch as you clip it, breaks its spine, and the snake kind of like stops and tumbles. Inert, not moving. Okay, good. Good. Uh, step on its head, though. I should put it out of its misery. Definitely killed one of the shale snakes. <laughs> and I just continue to stand out like, ah, we're not trying to hurt you. Okay. You guys have about 20 minutes till it gets there. What are you doing in preparation? Um... What bag of water tokens out. Okay. Oh, it occurs to me that we're probably, or at least me and Dara, or me and Dara's bottom half are probably kind of like, um, you know, the cartoon thing that <laughs> happens where they dump the sticky stuff and then they dump the chicken feathers. I, I can assure like you, and sand. Dara is covered in it head to toe, and I assure you, you're covered in it. Head to toe. <laughs> Do they look like sugar cookies yeah, yeah. now? Yeah, uh, they, never. if if sugar cookies by mean um, fe fecal like fecal mad matter and meat and bone and pieces of fetid flesh, over them. yeah, just yeah. I mean they look disgusting. Now you begin to feel the tremors in the sand. You hear a screech from up above as you're looking up to see a pterodactyl creature with a mount on it, now circling right over your position. As it's getting closer, Harrow, go ahead and give me a fresh investigation check. Because now that it's gotten a lot closer, we'll see if you recognize it. All right. Investigation. Uh, that one is a 17. 17. It is definitely one of the halfling tribes that is often seen wandering these parts of the wastes. Okay. You recognize some of the flags and emblems that are beginning to float off of the back of this creature as it's getting closer. Um, they are known more as tinkers, engineers, people that create and build 
You've traded with this group before. You remember coming across them before. Um, although it would seem it's, it's strange that they're in this region. It doesn't make sense with the, with the summer period, with the, with the season of heat. They usually tend to stay closer to the marshlands where the water is gross and not manageable, but it can be purified and cleaned and utilized. Them being here is very strange. They're craftsfolk. I recognize them. They shouldn't like the be mac and here, though. <laughs> like the mac and cheese. Yeah, craft. They, it's Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, hide the masseuse. Um, <laughs> I am... Yeah, I'm just waiting... <clears throat> As all four of you watch, standing on the dune, the massive head of this creature passes within 100 feet. <laughs> it lifts. Massive in its size and body, you watch as one of the great, like one of its great legs kind of come up and... <laughs> and then it stops. And it settles. And it's huge, almost like lizard with a bit of a feline snout to it as it curls and comes all the way down. And the head settles on the sand right to your right, about 10 feet, 15 feet away. It's massive head built on top of its head is a house or a small dwelling made of bone, um, leather, and other things that could be found on the wastes. Running down the neck, you see this huge, massive gangway made out of bone, skin, and hemp rope leading up to the back of the creature where you can see the edge of a village. You can see about 12 individuals running down this gangway. You then hear a rope clatter down, rope ladder, um, hemped with bone-like uh, latticework to maintain it. Looking up, you see this small figure come out of the house, and it begins to climb down this section of ladder, swaddled in a very much desert-like attire. Light, loose-fitting uh, skins and things made of natural fibers designed specifically to both protect from the sun, but also vent the natural heat that is occurring. All of you sweating profusely at this point. You just feel the heat mm. just like cooking you. Um, the great, huge sun-like orb, just, you can almost see it like radiating its waves down in the space. The sand is beginning to get incredibly hot to the touch as well. This figure. I, I stare at Haro as this person is coming towards us and you can, you just, you can feel the radiating need to name and pet this giant <laughs> <laughs> and for you, Haro, you're, you're like, the idea, I mean, these things are born of strange natural magics and are cultivated for a hundred years before they could be um, ascended to this monstrous form. Uh, usually, there is a skill associated with it, and they are called hive, uh, hive minders. Hive minders often work with special insect-like communities to help harvest a fungus 
that allows the transition from their normal size state and through shamanistic magic, they're ascended into this large state. There's nothing natural about this creature. It is manufactured. It is created for a sole purpose. And unfortunately, you also know that typically it becomes more puppet-like and less creature-like from the effects. But um, knowing how they are with creatures, you're not overly surprised. Well, now I know that if Harrow dies, I'm playing a hive minder. Because um, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, yeah. Just get your chance if they let us on the back of it. It doesn't even know you exist yet. As this halfling gets closer, it begins to unswaddle the fabric around its face, the hemp-like and skins coming away. It's wearing these very opaque, large goggles. The hair is dreadlocked and kind of like springing out in different directions. Her female... I'm going to, like, out on a... In the space between us, just put out, like, some cloth and, like, five of my water tokens on top of it so they don't have to approach all of the way to us to receive an offering. By the way, this is as close as I get to a Jawa-like interlude that I'll ever get to, so this is kind of cool. As... The halfling stops after uncoiling her ruddy, suntanned face. You can see a smile kind of curl across her expression. She's wearing the typical bright attire of a tinker clan. You can see the blues and yellows and oranges of the hemp-like clothing. You can see the many different types of gadgets and gearworks hanging off of her body as she clatters and rattles as she walks in the direction that you've offered the tokens. She pulls the last of the skin away from the lower portion of her mouth. I will speak with the voice I heard. Please, speak your name one at a time. Harrokorvide of the Wastes. Ah, you are known to us. We will speak about what happened to yours and yours later. Who are these three? Dara. Just Dara. Ah. Dara, Dara, Dara. (laughs) Ah. A child of the East. I see by your scars. You are known to these wastes. The female halfling kind of turns her gaze towards Gray. Hi. My name is Grayson Gallow Hall. And I would really like to pet your dinosaur. I think his name is Progenitus. (laughs) She just giggles and kind of half covers her mouth and goes, (laughs) Ah, child of the trees, they are known to us. Some of your brethren have taken shelter with us. It is good to always welcome you. 
And then she turns to look at you, Somni. Her face furrowed and creased with confusion as she stares at you, realizing what you're wearing, how you appear at this point. That is a strange aura around you. You are not of the wastes. Who are you? I am Somni. She like <sighs> takes in a deep breath. All of you smell like shit and piss. There is someone that has been looking for you and paid quite handsomely to locate you. Thank you for making this job so easy. You watch as <laughs> crashing right next to you, a familiar shale drake from Titan's Fall. You watch as a familiar figure clad in that heavy, heavy plate mail armor sheds off the back of the shale drake, begins to walk in your direction as she removes her helmet. The one that stood over you during your attempted citizenship, earning your citizenship, the one that recommended guiding you towards the Avaste family. She just puts the helmet under her arm. Well, we've been looking for the four of you for some time. Would you mind telling me where you've been these last eight months? And that's where we're going to finish tonight, folks. Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> nice, all right. Yeah, we're a sneaky bunch. Yes, we sneaky, are well sneaky. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're going to be able to pet a brontosaurus. That's pretty fucking cool. Let's be honest. That's like <laughs> super cool. I wanted to no matter how you. Cute, but he had to be progenitus, right, Dan? <laughs> That's the oh coolest magic card. That I is... swear. <laughs> Don't swear. It'll be okay. Don't do it, man. It's a family <laughs> stream. It is indeed. Fuck. So... Your... Funny story. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Is this it? Is this it? No, it's not is a funny it? story? No, it, nope. it could be. Not funny. I'm not looking. Funny. I'm looking. Does anybody... <sighs> Does anybody Funny. remember remember her name? I wrote it. I put it in my notes. Oh, the, uh, oh, yeah, maybe. hang on. One moment, like please. The... One moment, please. Get back. It's um, uh, yeah. Hang on. Da, 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 the Drake Rider uh, or the the Drake Rider? Yeah, the Drake Rider. Drake Rider. I thought I had uh, moved it into my session notes. Oh, da, 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 da. It might be in my other notes that are not within. And right. sometimes one note can be very peculiar. I've not seen it, so I'm hoping one of you had written it down. Almost certainly, you'll just have to give me a second. Um, they might have been in that uh, session where we got a Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Pharaoh, thank you. Thank you. I don't know why it's not in my NPC notes, because I dragged it over from my NPC pool. And now I'm putting it in again. Pharaoh, Drake Rider. 
And of course, as you know, Somni, she is somewhat yeah. connected to you. Although that's, I don't think you've revealed Indeed. that to the rest of the group, correct? I have not. I have not. Somni hasn't revealed anything. <laughs> it's a double top secret mission. Double, 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 double super secret. Double super secret, triple Gad. secret. I'm on a, we're on a mission from Gad. So, as always, uh, I hope this Friday night um, uh, uh, sees all of you uh, into the weekend. Um, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, uh, hit on the about down below to learn about our schedule, uh, as well as come and visit our Discord, become a member, have lots of fun with us. Uh, it's not always easy. Takes time and effort to do what we do, but we love sharing our stories with you. We have lots of fun doing it. But if you could see it in your heart to jump over to our Patreon and donate a coffee once a month, that would be a huge help and help us cover the costs of the Discord server and all the other fun, creative stuff that we have on our YouTube, um, as well as uh, building out a community within the Patreon community um, to get access to special content and other things that we currently have in development. Um, Tuesday night, Denzins and their masters, 7 to 10 o'clock. Um, Friday night, Age of Arcanum. And then Sunday night, Basilica of the Cudgel, Adventures of Greyhawk. Every other Thursday, One Shot uh, presents. Those are lots of fun. I highly recommend jumping into our Discord and coming and participating in one of those. They're really a lot of fun. Titans Revival, Tuesday afternoons um, between uh, noon and 4 o'clock. And then come hang out with us and chill with us on Mondays as we talk mechanics, um, spells, games, RPGs, all things related to gaming. And like I always like to say, um, I need everyone to be safe out there. Try to be kind to one another. It's not always easy. And don't forget, play a game. Good night, everybody. Thank you.